Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Hey, gang. Did you see Mark Halpern's newsletter yesterday, which was very Philly-centric? How many of you recognized who that young man was with the then vice president of the United States? You mean that would be Bush? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Mark had me in the newsletter yesterday. Uh, I'm doing this from memory. Hall and Oates, I think, were also in it. The logos of the Philly franchises. Of course, he had Rocky represented. It's a very funny picture, and I remember so well the day that it was taken, but it was a great honor. Uh, Mark Halpern, I want to thank you for your many appearances in 2022, as this is your final for the year. We really value your contribution and friendship, and thank you for that. Well, thank you. An honor to be on the program uh, weekly with you uh, and Dan and TC and uh, the listeners. And uh, I just couldn't be more grateful to you for letting me be a part of your um, hundreds of hours of week of uh, live journalism. Already already looking forward to 2023 Wednesdays in the second hour. If you'll have us, we're thrilled to have you back. So in this episode, this issue, pardon me, today, the wide world of news, You have the annual Wide World of News 2023 Prediction Contest. And let me just get this straight. You'd like everyone to email you their replies, right? (laughs) No, I don't want to to spend my day reading everybody's entries. If you want to get your entries to me, tweet them. The person who tweets the most correct entries will get uh, a Zoom with me of any group of your choice to talk about politics or whatever else you want to talk about sometime in 2023. But Anyone who emails me their answers is disqualified. I love I love the fact that you're acknowledging the ripoff. Who was the original? Was it Bill Sapphire? I'm not sure Bill Sapphire, the great New York Times columnist, uh, invented the medium, but he certainly mastered it. He did it every year, and he just very clever in his selection of questions. And uh, what I tried to do in mind as an homage to him is embed in the questions and the answers reporting 
about what's going on. So it's not just kind of a random quiz with random choices. It's really meant to kind of shape how people think about what's going to happen next year in politics and sports and culture in a way that I hopefully is fun, but also informative, not unlike this program. I hope that, uh, that that people will get access to it and be paid subscribers to the wide world of news as I am. My favorite, of course, are the most political of the entries. Let's go to number one. In 2023, by Thanksgiving, the number of major announced Republican presidential candidates will be, and then you've got four choices, and each offers a range. If I'm Donald Trump, and I guess this probably is where the reporting comes in, I'm hoping, you know, the more the merrier for me. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly based on the math and the history, the more the merrier for Trump. Um, And people in our business, I think, tend to sort of too blithely say, oh, lots of people are going to run. I think a lot of the people who are talked about are going to look up at the ledge and and think primarily about fundraising and about access to the airwaves and decide not to do it. So I lean towards a smaller field turning out to be the case rather than larger. And so the big question in terms of just the sheer number of candidates, which is what question one in my quiz is about, is, is it going to be large enough to give Trump what he needs, which is people to divide the vote in a way that he can become the nominee with 34 percent, 35 percent of the vote. It's winner take all in these Republican contests. So if Trump's getting 34 and no one's getting above 34, he gets all the delegates. I believe right now we're kind of on the knife's edge. Uh, uh, Will there be enough? Four to seven is is choice B. And I think four to seven is right on the edge of is that enough? In other words, if it's Trump versus um, versus three others, he may not be able to get enough to win. If it's Trump versus four, five, six others, probably seven for sure, almost for sure. But we just don't know. And so as as the focus is quite understandably and rightly on Trump and Governor DeSantis, the question of what does an Asa Hutchinson do? What does a Mike Pompeo do? What does a Chris Christie do to fill out that roster? And does that roster get big enough again so Trump can win with with a plurality? You cite later in the newsletter today, the wide world of news, new polling that is published in The Wall Street Journal. I earlier today talked about USA Today and, and Suffolk. They're both pretty much saying the same thing, which is that if DeSantis gets him one on one, DeSantis has a comfortable lead. If you believe these polls, uh, they also speak to Trump's declining numbers. Say a word about the poll that you referenced. Well, it's fascinating. I mean, I have, you know, from the focus groups I began doing a couple of years ago, it's it's been obvious that DeSantis really has had a rocket ride in some ways unique. Um, you know, Barack Obama had something similar, but the way DeSantis has done it largely through by appearing on conservative media, largely by moving, as we say in the in the metaphor, he's moving 800 miles an hour. And if you're moving 800 miles an hour every day, it's very hard for anybody to slow you down, to catch you. Um, he's really done it in a fascinating way. He clearly has gone now into contention. The polls are a little bit misleading because it's not going to be one-on-one Trump versus DeSantis. And the question is, uh, you saw in the Wall Street Journal poll, Trump does better with people who say they're conservative. DeSantis does better with people who say they're more moderate within the party. The question is, you know, if others are in the race, what happens? And, and again, as I've written many times, DeSantis is, is a phenomenon on paper. 
but you don't win presidential campaigns and nominations on paper. What happens when he tries to win Iowa? What happens when he tries to win New Hampshire? D does he find some way through the alchemy that he's developed to be able to be the nominee without competing in or winning those states? It's never happened. Uh, uh, Joe Biden and Bill Clinton were exceptions, but for the most part, you have to win one of those two historically to be the nominee of either party. And so again, the question is, is DeSantis going to be as good, assuming he runs as a candidate, as he's been as somebody positioning to be a candidate? So let me skip ahead one question in your prediction contest to number three, because it pertains to DeSantis. And I, I have a strong feeling about the answer to this question. The most critical question for a Ron DeSantis presidential campaign will be a does he go all out to win Iowa and New Hampshire? B, does Glenn Youngkin run? C, does he completely bypass the dominant media? D, does Ted Cruz enter the race to rip off the Sunshine State topper's face and be there if Trump is mortally or legally incapacitated? C can I publicly state my answer to that question? I'd like to hear it as long as you don't email it to me. Uh, <laughs> Young, it's the Youngkin response. I think the most critical question yeah. for Ron DeSantis is whether Glenn Youngkin also gets in. How am I yeah. doing that? Well, it's not my answer, but th this one, there's no duds in there. I think all four of those are critically important questions about the DeSantis candidacy. Um, I actually think it's a does he go all out to win Iowa, New Hampshire? I just talked about that. I'm assuming that Iowa and New Hampshire are extremely important, disproportionately powerful in the Republican nominating contest the way they've been, even though Democrats are going a different route. And, you know, I, I'm skeptical that DeSantis would, can can take the national strength he has and step right in and, and dominate those states. Maybe he can. We'll see. Youngkin's interesting. I have no idea whether he'll run. And if he does run, I don't know if he makes it a big three or if he's relegated to his own tier. I think he's clearly uh, head and shoulders above the other potential aspirants. But is he in the is he in the arena with DeSantis and Trump or is he, again, in his own tier number two? And that's why I don't pick that as the, the most important question, because I just don't know a whether he's going to run or more importantly, for the purpose of the question, if he runs, is he someone who threatens DeSantis in a, in a meaningful way for donors, for press attention, for standing with voters? I'm just not so sure. But again, I think you're right. It's it's a critical question, as, as I think all four of the choices are. Well, when I think of what you said previously about that journal uh, finding that among the more moderate of the Republicans, DeSantis does better among the more conservative Trump does better in that two person contest. I think that Yunkin is much closer to the mold of pulling from more moderate Republicans if there's such totally, a thing left in the party. Totally, totally agree. And that's why that's why I put it on the list, because if he comes in, there's a certain kind of, you know, pre Trump DeSantis was or, or, or um, Yunkin was the kind of person. Uh, interculturally, in terms of his backing, that, you know, is from the Bush, Bush, McCain, Romney wing of the party. And so I I completely agree that if DeSantis uh, turns out to not be everything that his current support suggests, DeSantis could, uh, Youngkin could come in and, and quickly uh, become, become a huge competitor for him. And as you said, take a lot more votes from DeSantis than from Trump. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a huge factor. Question five, question, 
Question five in Mark Halpern's Wide World of News 2023 prediction contest. The Republican, and by the way, the, the, the author or co-author of Game Change and Double Down certainly knows a thing or two about, you know, dark horses. There's always somebody in the mix. They don't necessarily win the nomination, but there is, there's a name yep. that you don't think of at the outset, and all of a sudden they have their moment. So I guess that's like, what you had like in Rick, mind. Like, for- Rick, like, Rick, like Rick Santorum. Is a great yeah. example of that. Well, well, Rick Rick Santorum in his uh, what red uh, red sweater, in his red sweater, uh, you know, did, did dominated Iowa when no one expected him to, right? Uh, and didn't end up being the nominee, as you said. But he he had a big impact on that on that election, no doubt, no doubt. The Republican presidential candidate who will do surprisingly well will be A. Aza Hutchinson, B. Mike Pompeo, C. Mike Pence, D. Chris. Christie, speak to this. Well, my answer is Mike Pompeo, but but unlike the young the uh, DeSantis four answers, where I said all of them were very strong answers, I I don't think any of these are particularly strong. Which is to say, I continue to believe that there's a Trump DeSantis uh, um, uh, you know group. Then there's the Youngkin question mark, and then there is a big drop off. I am very skeptical that any of these four folks or the other people who people talk about running can raise the money, which is table stakes here. You got to be able to hire staff. You got to have some level of advertising or dominate the media or dominate the media in a way that that, that certainly DeSantis and Trump can. And, and we'll see if Youngkin can if he runs. I think Mike Pompeo is doing something that I've seen in my time covering presidential campaigns, which is super important. You have to wake up every day. And you have to say to yourself, just as you wake up, what are the 20 things I must do today to advance my cause to get elected the next president of the United States? And you have to be willing to chew through handcuffs in order to get those 20 things done. I've seen that in Mike Pompeo over the last year. And that's why I say he's the one right now who I think is most likely to surprise. Skipping ahead to number 11, destined for political stardom, A, John Fetterman. B, Josh Shapiro, C, Maxwell Frost, the young guy in uh, Florida, D, Kirsten Cinema. Your thoughts? Josh Shapiro, you're uh, the new, uh, newly elected governor of the Keystone State, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I'm super impressed with how he's positioned himself. He obviously won overwhelmingly against a weak Republican opponent. It's hard for a governor who's not, you know, an Ann Richards or a Mario Cuomo or, a, or George W. Bush, it's hard for a governor of any state, even a northeastern state where the media tends to pay more attention, to really break through onto the national stage. And you have to want it. You have to really want to be a national player. And you also have to have ideas and you have to have a, a biography that's kind of like a something that cinematic that people can identify with. And you have to be able to give a great speech. And Josh Shapiro punches every one of those. We'll see when he takes office how interested he is in getting up and running as a newly elected governor in a state that's like most of our states now has a lot of challenges. We'll see if in the context of governing, he also is interested in positioning himself nationally. If Joe Biden announces he's running, I don't believe any serious Democrat will get into challenging. But there are going to be a lot of people hovering. There are going to be a lot of people who are politically sophisticated who are saying, you know what, he may have announced, but let's see if he ends up actually running through health or some other consideration, hunters, legal peril, whatever it is. And I believe Josh Shapiro based on his standing in the party now, would have as good a chance as almost anyone, not anyone, because there are people like Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar who ran last time who could get the band back together. But I believe Josh Shapiro could put together a quick presidential campaign 
that position him to potentially be the nominee next year. I don't know. John Fetterman's already in a movie with Christian Bale. He's in a movie. He's on the New York Times list of great dresser for wearing <laughs> oh a hoodie. Oh, my God. Don't get um, me started on that. Please. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm surprised <laughs> we're not spending the hour on that topic. I mean, look, I, again, this is a list I put for. I put four right. people who I think could, could well be destined for political stardom. But I'm, I'm high on Josh Shapiro having a very, very prominent 2023. So given that this is your final appearance with us for 2022, and you say this with particularity, there's a way that from time to time in the wide world of news, you will rank the R's and the D's. And you're always careful to say, you know, at this moment in time, here's the most likely to be the nominee. I don't think it's going to be the nominee, but that's the person at this moment. Say it however you'd like to say it, but leave us something for the 2024 presidential sweepstakes. This is the Smirconish Podcast from SiriusXM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite now through April 15th NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program head to netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Say it however you'd like to say it, but leave us something for the 2024 presidential sweepstakes. Um. The three most likely Republican nominees in order are Trump, DeSantis, and Youngkin. 
and the three most likely Democratic nominees in order or are Biden, Shapiro, and Shapiro TBD. in number two? Yep. Wow. Okay, that's, I'm sorry. I talked over view. you. Who, who's in that's third position? TBD, the, the great TBD. candidate. Okay. TBD. I don't know who number three is. I, I, I'm, I'm skeptical. Uh, no one believes me when I say Bernie Sanders, so I've stopped saying that. But uh, I don't know yet on number three. And but would Shapiro, you like to... two with a bullet. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and would you I'd like to, to go any most further? Likely, most likely next president in order yeah. is, mm-hmm. is is Biden, Trump, DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Taking notes and dating it. Yeah. Okay. But, most but, likely but in January, I'll have a whole different answer. Trump, DeSantis, Yunkin, Biden, Shapiro, TBD, most likely to be elected Biden, Trump, DeSantis fascinating mm-hmm. where where would harris have come in if you had ranked further than three on the democratic side for the nomination six wow okay well are you at liberty to fill in who's who's between tbd and number six uh i am um it's uh uh it's uh, gavin newsom mm-hmm. and phil murphy hmm. wow phil murphy okay all right. Brought weed to New Jersey. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You know, uh, uh, by the way, whenever we play this uh, with the audience, play the game of of let's talk about the future. Ray Cooper from North Carolina gets a lot of mention. And I'll get North Carolinians who will say, why didn't you mention Cooper? Uh, I don't see signs that he wakes up every day saying, what are the 20 things I need to do to get elected president? Mm-hmm. And he'll call, and he'll chew through handcuffs to do it. That's my main reason for not reading him. He's got a good record. Democrats like him. Right. Uh, governors do well. That's but but you see, I've I've gravitated towards three other governors over him because mm-hmm. those three guys will chew through handcuffs. And I sense that in Governor Cooper. Nice guy, best I can tell. And again, good record uh, in a as a Democrat in a in a state that's more red than blue and purple, you know, in 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 the main. But I just I don't see the drive there in how he conducts himself. Mark, thanks for all that. Thanks for your contributions in 2022. I wish you a very Merry Christmas. I hope it's a healthy and prosperous one. Michael, thanks to you. I really enjoy being with you all and your listeners. First and foremost, they, as they say in the, in the history books, they make the program. So thank you all, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Have a, a great and happy and safe holiday. Chat in 2023. Thank you, Mark Halpern. Well, that was fun. A little bit of a taste of his annual Wide World of News 2023 prediction contest. Uh, I love all the questions that I addressed with him, and I only got into about a third to half of them. I know many of you will be drawn. Yeah, let's do it one more time. Come on. It's fun. Why not? Most likely nominee, according to Mark, ranked for the Republicans, Trump. Let me just stop there. I mean, the lead story at Smirconish.com today, one of them, is the USA Today results that showed DeSantis eating his lunch. But that's one-on-one, you know, which, which gets you back to Mark's question number one, which is, as of Thanksgiving next year, how many Republican candidates will there be? And he thinks that the four to seven range is, is the Mendoza line for Trump. Because Trump needs a lot of people on that stage. Otherwise, if DeSantis gets him alone or close to alone, I agree with Mark. It's over. He has Trump number one, DeSantis number two, Yunkin number three. Are we missing anything in that ranking? 
most likely nominee, Trump, DeSantis, Youngkin, Democratic side of the aisle, President Biden, Josh Shapiro, just elected governor in Pennsylvania, and TBD, followed by Newsom, Murphy, and then you get to Vice President Kamala Harris, most likely to be elected president as of now, Biden, Trump, DeSantis. So, I mean, look at this logically. It's a replay of 2020 in 2024, and Biden beats him again. That's a different way of saying it. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live, weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. If you order a signed copy of Talk Today, the Smirch Merch page of Smirconish.com, you'll get it in time for Christmas. Uh, go ahead, you can ask. Are they long johns? You know what they are? They're um, they're cozy earth. Ah, they're cozy earth sweats. So they're like they're like lounging wear. They it, it's like I am one with that chair. I see. I see. I that. am one with that. You chair. are just one big fuzziness. TC is commenting on a photo that was posted on my Instagram page and consequently my Facebook page as well. 
showing the sausage being made for Smirconish.com. Okay, that yeah, is yeah, not yeah, a yeah, stage, yeah. That is not a stage yeah, photograph. Yeah, yeah. But is that how the dogs usually sit? The, yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. really? Yeah. Hmm. On, yeah. On your shoulders. I promise you that she jumps right up there and, and nussles Wait, ju- just the way that she has. Nestles. May we ask, uh, may we ask which one is which? The dogs? Or is that yeah, Cora's is on the ground and Potts is, is draped over my shoulders. I mean, oh, okay. this is the greatest wow. picture ever. And the look on your face is so intense. That's how you, like, that's, I know yeah. that look. That's that how looks, you know. That look is scary. That's, that's how you know it wasn't staged right, because that's, that's not I'm, how I would have appeared. Right. No, that's, that's me. That is me two nights ago picking links for the newsletter. That's fascinating. Like, you kicked your slippers off. There's a lot going I would on. Not have ki- I would not have kicked them off if I knew you the got, picture was being you taken. Got flannel. All right. You got an undershirt. Those are my comfy clothes. <laughs> Those are my comfy clothes. As, Don't as we relaxed, all? As relaxed yeah. as you look, Michael, you it yeah. is a, such an intense photo. Very. It's well, like, it still scares look, me. Look, Dan. Same Dan. Dan is a newlywed, so he probably doesn't fit in the category of like just 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 like you know wearing comfy clothes like. Everybody and wears are probably clothes. spiffied up in the no, evening. No, no, they're totally it, yeah. comfortable. I'm in my brand new Sirius XM uh, hooded sweatshirt right now that oh, we got for, that I got nice. for Christmas it's from the company. Nice. So yeah, well, I am in shorts. my kerchief. So, my wife yes. is in her cap. <laughs> Just settle down. If you want to look at the picture, go look at Facebook. <laughs> it's amazing. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. you. And Thank you Instagram. All. Mm. Both. David, you're in Newark, Delaware. Greetings on the whole political issue. You wanted to say what? Hi, Michael. Yeah, I I was telling your producer, I've got a lot of friends who were pretty die-hard Trumpers. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm a JFK liberal, but it always came to blows sometimes with these guys because they were so die-hard. And they have, many of them have soured on him. Uh, They just don't want the controversy. They're tired of the investigations. Um, I, I don't know if that's going to stick, but I think the Warnock vigor, victory in, in Georgia is telling in that I, I don't think – I think the great Senator Sam Nunn was the last senator being reelected as a Democrat in that state. So it's been a long time, but uh, I love your thoughts on it. Look, he, he needs a new routine. I mean, those old lines, I would have to think. For people who are – I'll I'll respond to you, uh, David, but I want people who are who are Trumpers to call in and respond for me watching as I continue to watch. And, you know, he hasn't done anything since he announced a month ago. Nothing like he was in such a rush one week after to to announce. And right now I get it. We really are in the thick of the season. But I would have thought that in the first two weeks after announcing, he'd have gotten out of Mar-a-Lago and done some events. But he didn't. And when you do watch him, either in that announcement with a very sort of low energy uh, Trump announcement, it's the same old lines. And I would think that even the Trumpers among us are sick of hearing about 2020 being stolen. Like, doesn't that run thin at some point for everybody, not just his detractors? And I said this, and I don't know if I said it on air. I don't know if I said it on air or if I said it in a private conversation, but I'll, I'll say it again. It would not take much for me or, or anyone else who pays attention to this sort of thing to write a great speech for Donald Trump. You just heard me say that the data in USA Today in Suffolk says that Republicans, they want the Trump policies, but they'd rather have someone else be the spokesperson. All he needs to do 
to rally the base and turn the eye of, of some not enchanted with Biden's performance is to talk about the level of accomplishment without any of the bombast. But his personality won't allow him to do that because he gets in front of an audience and to sit, to sit there and to talk about the number of Supreme Court justices that he was able to get through three or to talk about the unemployment rate or the black unemployment rate or moving the embassy in in Israel or the lack of regulation, bah, 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 those kind of things. It bores him because he needs to stir the pot so that the audience reacts so that he can feed on the audience. I know what it's like to deliver remarks to a packed room and to have a crowd that's silent and to say in my head, geez, I hope this is going over okay. I want them to pay attention, but I'd also like them to be a little bit emotive. Well, with Trump, with me, I stick to my remarks and just continue on, you know, assured in the idea that I put a lot of time into this and there'll be a payoff at the end. With Trump, you can see the wheels turning in his head and he just can't continue. That's when he'll stop deviate from the teleprompter and throw some red meat like 2020. But I think the things that he chooses to use to incite the crowd are just, they're just old. They're just old. What happens in the end? Who knows? Depends how many other people get on stage. Depends whether he gets indicted. Depends what he gets indicted for. If he gets indicted for having classified documents in the basement of Mar-a-Lago, I'm, I'm, that's not going to take him down, in my view. It may end up helping him. It may end up helping him. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.